Rick and Bubba. They're still here because, let's face it, they have nowhere to go. Six minutes past the hour. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, High Stepper, Tiny Fingers, Tiny Toes at Rick and Bubba University. Your phone call's coming in, and we'll take those. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast is this weekend. Paul Feinbaum, our guest. Are we going to have college football this fall? We'll discuss that as a show a little bit today, too. But uh, we talked to ESPN's Paul Feinbaum about that. So uh, catch that. It'll be available to you this weekend. Uh, Coming up later in the program, we talked to actor Grayson Russell. He has a part in the new Tom Hanks movie that's going directly to Apple TV, Greyhound. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on in the program. Here's Bubba. Uh, Welcome back, Bubba. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being all in on the Rick and Bubba Show. Well, it's it's interesting because we're doing the Wednesday Bible study right now. It's called The Unsaved Christian, and this is Reaching the Cultural Christian with the Gospel. So people were saying after Don Lemon's comment that – that admittedly, even Jesus Christ wasn't perfect, uh, and of course, he's he's facing some backlash today from uh, devout followers of Christ who who know what uh, the Bible says about the Trinity and about Christ. And so, uh, people were asking, which we were trying to figure out, why didn't Chris Cuomo correct him since he claims to be Catholic? And you you found out some history on this. Well, yeah. uh, you I know, didn't know he claimed to be. Well, I, there, there's a story. This is about his brother, who is the governor of New York. It's yeah. a story in the New York Times, and the title is a Cuomo, who is Catholic but hardly theological. Uh, and yeah. this was written ten years ago. And there's a lot of that in Christianity. So l- let me just give you the the first part of this story. It's written by Paul uh, V I T E L L O. Says he goes to Mass, though not every Sunday. He considers himself a practicing Roman Catholic, yet he avoids calling himself devout. He opposes the death penalty, as church leaders do, but he is divorced. He has uh, he supports same sex marriage and abortion rights stances, sharply at odds with church teachings. In other words, Governor Andrew M. Cuomo of New York shares the church going habits and social views of a sizable number of the 68 million Americans who identify themselves as Catholic in recent surveys. His brand of faith is so commonplace, at least in New York, it was barely mentioned during the campaign for governor. Now that he is governor, the everyday complications of Mr. Cuomo's religious identity has become a lightning rod in a decades-old culture war between conservative Catholics and those like Mr. Cuomo who disagree with the church's position on various issues, including abortion and divorce. But you're not allowed to say that you're a follower of Christ and that you belong uh, to uh, you know, Yahweh, but yet the, his revelation, which is the word of God, that says, here is who I am, here is who you are, and here is where we stand. This is the truth. When you say that you take the Bible and throw it out, then at that moment, You've now lost the standard of everything that is supposed to be applied to the faith. Well, I, I think if you call yourself something, there's tenets of that right. name that you, you you go by. I mean, I can call myself a New Yorker, but if I live in uh, you know Sand Rock, I'm not. Correct. You know, but I can call myself that. Well, I think it was it was either Adrian Rogers. I can't remember the first pastor I ever heard say this. I can go stand in the garage, but it will not make me a car. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> and so, so um, but but uh, some but but then you said the father. The reason why I'm trying to frame why they think Chris Crow. Right. Okay. I guess yeah. they think Chris because of his brother, which means they came from a Catholic family. Maybe. Yeah. The dad. I read a story about his dad, who was a governor. Also, he said he personally personally 
opposed abortion but supported pro-choice issues because he felt the state didn't have the right to regulate it. See, that's not biblically correct either. Well, that's a, that's yeah. a tightrope act there. You it? stand up for the kingdom of God, period, against all governments. <laughs> and if the, if the government's not against the kingdom of God, then you are a good citizen and you abide by that. But the kingdom of God supersedes all authority, sure. and that's the reason why. And I heard a great uh, message on this yesterday, and I think one of the listeners that sent it to me, because he's talking about all the things that are going on in our, in our society now, is I think the church um, it, it thinks that, hey, we're not in the crosshairs, let's just don't make trouble. But ultimately, all this Marxist stuff that's being hid right now, being shrouded in something that is important, but they shroud themselves so you can't, you can't come against them, and they're really trying to implement a Marxist worldview. All the things in these Marxist organizations like Black Lives Matter, if you look at their organization and look at their tenets, to Bubba's point using that word, you see exactly who they are. They're not even hiding it anymore. Uh, and one of, and one of the things that uh, that I read yesterday, they even refer to those that that uh, that share their beliefs and want to be part of it as comrades. Oh, yeah. You know, I, sure. I, and I, I this one pastor I saw yesterday started laughing. He goes, "I know we all say let's let's hey comrades, let's go have lunch." He goes, "I know we throw that that term <laughs> around a lot, but but ultimately you think they're not going to come after the church, but they are because ultimately the reason why the church gets in the crosshairs, and it was one of the reasons why." The, the, the Christians who have been martyred throughout history, I think we get in our minds, and I thought this was a great point that this pastor made, and I think we would, that if somebody says, uh, I'm going to cut your head off unless you denounce Jesus, that we would die for Jesus. And I, and I, and I, and I do believe that, that God would give me the strength to do that, and I would never denounce Christ. He said, but what I wonder is you also might get canceled because of Jesus. You may lose your job because of Jesus. You may get in trouble with the state because of your stand for Jesus. Most of these people in the Bible that ended up being martyred or even saved by being martyred was when they drew the line against the state. Mm -hmm. When the state said, people weren't really martyred for believing in Jesus. You're usually martyred for standing for Jesus against the state when the state or whatever ruling earthly authority <clears throat> says, and, we're gonna, and we're, you're going to do this too. And you go, no, I'm not. And, and so, so uh, know that ultimately the Marxist movement that's going on in this country right now is coming for the church. Yeah. They always do. And the reason why is because the church says, no, our Lord is Jesus. We stand under the authority of the great I am. So we reject the state if the state goes against God. And that's when you get in trouble. And we're letting things go right now that biblically we should not be letting go. Uh, let's go to uh, uh, Matt in Birmingham, 104.7 WZZK. Matt, go ahead. Yeah, I believe that the story that he was talking about, about Jesus not being perfect, whenever he went inside the temple because they was taking more than what they should have and he went to kicking over tables and whatnot and kind of lost his cool. Yeah, but that, that he didn't sin, though. He was still perfect. There's a, there, yeah. there's a thing, called, righteous anger. There's a thing yeah. called righteous anger. And if you look in yeah. the Gospel of John, Jesus said over and over and over again, because they kept trying to say, you're something other than God. And he's like, no, no, no. If you see me, you have seen the Father. The Father and I are one. I'm now the mouthpiece for the Father. And, and I don't think anybody's prepared to say that the great I am, who is the only thing described in the Bible, is holy, 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 has ever been imperfect. So Jesus, even like like some people say, and I think where Christians are wrong, I think a lot of Christians now think the ultimate goal of being a, a follower of Jesus is to be liked and to be nice. 
and that isn't correct. Now we we there's a there's a sinful version of anger, but there is a righteous anger. And Jesus, when he did this, he was completely righteous in what he did. So uh, Don Lemon would be incorrect. Yeah, if he wasn't perfect, then he could not be the sacrifice, which was the whole job to, that he took on. And listen to Bubba's point because that's why that's important. You know, these people that go out there and they give you versions of Christianity, but they don't de- they don't they they take away the deity of Jesus Christ. They take away his perfection. If Jesus Christ, listen to what Bubba said, did not fulfill the 100% man, 100% God call to be the perfect sacrifice, to go to that cross sinless, we are all doomed. We are not forgiven. We are not redeemed. So, so that, that has to be. And, and for everything that Scripture says is it was. So, so that, that's why this is important. See, the Remember how the adversary works. I think some of us think the adversary is just stupid, that, that it's all this obvious stuff. No, where he gets you is on the subtle stuff. Go back to the garden. Is that Chip what, away. Hey, is that what God really said? Is Jesus really perfect? You know, temple thing. <laughs> you know, he doesn't come out and say that Jesus isn't perfect. He just says, is he? Do you think he will? And then you go, well, I guess that doesn't matter because he was still like a hippie that told everybody to love each other. No, if, if he's not God and he's not man all at the same time in perfection, we're doomed. Then he was not the lamb. The lamb had to be spotless. Uh, let's go to Anita in Coleman. Anita, go ahead. Hi, guys. Hey. Hope you're having a good day. Um, about Mr. Lemons, I think he may have gotten his idea from where Jesus is talking, and he says, why callest thou me good? He says, Call nobody good except the Father, and I think that is where he got could have gotten his twist on that. Even though we know everything's been taken out of context. Well, I, you know, of course, as you say, the the only thing wrong with that statement is he is the Father, uh, so he is being good. But but Don Lemon doesn't know enough about the Bible to know that. That's a, that's a nice thought that he might be confused. Don Lemon doesn't know enough about the Bible to even get the Bible wrong. That's just Don Lemon's view of of something he knows nothing about. That's the way Don Lemon has to put all the pieces together so he can sleep at night. Kathy, uh, listening to us on 1017 uh, in Scottsboro, Alabama. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, I was just li- I have been listening, and uh, I have heard people, and even pastors, and things say, well, I wonder if it came down to it, would I be like Daniel? Would I be like the Hebrew children? Would I stand? And most of us could say no, because when the government told us to stay out of church, we did. Well, but you have to make sure, was that a sin for us to st- not to meet together uh, for a short period of time? Now, the right of Hebrews clearly says, hey, some of y'all are not coming together in, in groups anymore, and, and that's not the thing to do. But I think you, may, you had some better examples you could have used about giving in. I don't think during a pandemic using technology to still have church equates of uh, giving in to the government. Now, if the government comes down and says for a period of time, yeah, but there, but you are correct. There is a time when the church says uh, we we will not do this because the call to the kingdom of God supersedes any earthly kingdom. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Oh, it brings me to my knees. 22 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba, we're back. 
866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. All right, a couple things uh, to discuss. Uh, Bubba, I know you said you're, you're not impressed with the headline, Four Mystery Objects Spotted in Deep Space. Uh, you, that one you, you – Well, you, you, I, I, Rick, I looked at it. I just – maybe it was me. I didn't, I didn't grab. I mean, mm. I, I can't even really – understand what they're saying they're seeing right you know so I, I can't really get fired up about it does it does it fall under the you know the famous thing that we were taught by uh george carlin that's ah, too far away well I mean, I mean, maybe it, it, it maybe it deserves a second look yeah you know uh later today but, but, I, but I, I just didn't i didn't digest a lot of it but for you're some reason. but you're not itching to say look i want to dive all in on this it just it's not it's not firing me up as much as i wanted and uh, so but we do have uh, some other things um that we are going to try to talk about and and ask the question i mean is anybody talking about this storm this fay thing uh it's just it's going to affect new england and uh tropical storm fay uh, yeah you know this was the one that actually uh formed uh li- literally over the carolinas and went out into the atlantic and it's moving up the coast now and i, I was seeing some forecast it's uh, for new england it looks pretty wild this weekend and new york city even may get hammered with um, tropical rain and 50, 60 mile an hour winds. Mm. Well, I mean, we have simply asking a weather question. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe we can check in with James on that. But if that's not weird enough, how about we uh, we now have a comet that yeah, is tell me about visible? This comet. I saw because I know you're not fired about the four <clears throat> objects spotted in deep space. Now I tell you, I do like I do like comet stuff because mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. see it, yeah. and 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 it's it is interesting. Um, the comet will be at maximum brightness uh, middle of this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a little low on the horizon, but it's uh, kind of, see, they need a better name for this. Uh, it's comet C slash 220 uh, or 2020 F3. So I guess that stands for comet in 2020, and it's an F3. Yeah, and somebody do, do can you do us a favor before uh, Donald, uh, President Trump, says he doesn't know why it's got 2020 in it? Will somebody please tell him? Uh, so he won't get up and give a speech. Now, I don't know why they call it 2020, Rick, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like he did with COVID-19. Rick, Let's, this uh, is the video from the International Space Station of the Comet. So it, it's it's very visible uh, to them, and they say it is it is visible with the naked eye, and through binoculars, it's uh, it's it's very, you know, very bright. So, uh, And it was only discovered like a month ago, I think, or in March, sometime last few, you know, not too long ago. I apologize if I wouldn't listen to you said this. When are we supposed to be able to see it? Uh, it will, well, we you live? see it right now, but it will uh, it, it will be its closest to Earth on <clears throat> July 22nd. Uh, it's still 64 million miles away. We had a really clear sky this morning driving in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm mad I didn't know this then. I could have looked. Mm-hmm. It was very clear. I, I, can, very I, can see clear. It. I can see it now? No, no, no. I'm talking about... Well, Rick, I mean, he said it was uh, on the. Yeah, you can see it now. I don't you have to. I don't now. have to get up at a certain time or anything like well, that. Well, you got it. Have to be early in the morning when it's. Uh, you know, when the lighting is correct. You couldn't see it middle of the day, obviously. But, no, yeah. This um, morning may have been perfect, is yeah. what I was saying when I came in. I mean, the skies were crystal clear. We'll get some more details about exactly the times you need to look and what direction. But uh, what so is strange about sure. this? The the orbit that this thing is on, Rick. Uh, it would take the comet about 6,800 years to make one orbit around the solar system. So it, it comes in to the inner planets, and it goes way out and comes back around. But about, if you have to use round figures, 7,000 years. Hmm. Kind of interesting. It is. Look at that thing. Imagine what it was seeing last time it was coming through. I know. Where are you on, uh, where are you on comets, Greg? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> kind of interested in comets a little bit, right? but but <laughs> they need a name for it, don't you think? No Remember, doubt. I mean, if it's Hale, Bob, 
You got Hale Bop. You remember Kahootek? This one you remember that one? Why did it have a name? It's just got a number. Yeah, they oh, got to give it a name. Yeah, How can we market uh, C2020 2020 name them after the people that discovered them? Yeah, I don't know why. They, they you know why, Bubba? Because at some point it'll be deemed racist. That's true. We'll have to remove it. Well, the, I mean, they usually name them after the people who. I know. Well, this is unusual times we're living in. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I guarantee you. My I favorite think- was Hale Bop. <clears throat> <laughs> I gotta yeah. go, I gotta give that some credence. It probably is now. Every time somebody's gonna name something, they're panicked. They are. Um, yeah. I guarantee. You, yeah. so, you know what they say? You look. We'll throw that out there. It'll be some Indian tribe. We'll all be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah um, and uh, it was an amateur astronomer who discovered it. So and he's just not creative enough to come up with the name. I, I, he just put a number know. on it. I, I guess he had to get it certified official and a number, and then they go back. And I name bet if it you look back, Hellbop, Haley, they all had numbers too. We just go by Haley's yeah. comment, right? Yeah, They're might. probably certified. Uh, who's numbers. the kid? Who's the kid who found it? What's his name again? On this one? Yeah. Oh, I, it doesn't say. See if we knew that, we just. Call I it think that. it's little Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> little, little Tommy COVID twenty twenty. Hams, that could have been you if you'd kept. See, him. a lot of the data uh, that NASA has from some of their satellites, you can download them and research it and all that. And he 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 did that to find this. When you go back to the Hell Bob, is that the one where the pur- where the purple people oh, yeah, the purple yeah. shoes people? Yeah, well, they claimed it was the sun. They, they, remember they had those shoes. It and was then, uh, and, as a matter of fact, it was right after Hunter was born, so it was about twenty two years. Yeah, ago. they put the purple blanket over. Yeah, and then they had that. They wore those black Nikes. Yeah. Do you yeah. think Nike ever looks back and goes, you know, when we got that order for two hundred Nikes, favorite Nike, we should have looked into that. Yeah. I wonder if they pulled that from their selection of shoes now. I don't know how to break it to everybody that killed himself over that. He was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get a look at that guy. Hey, who would have thought he was crazy? Rick, dead wrong. You know, Rick, and who would have thought he was crazy? I, and I am all in on that one. Bob, I'm all in. <laughs> the, uh, what is his name? Applewhite or something? Yeah. yeah. Applegate, Applewhite, Apple, something like something that. Like that. Yeah. I get him in major Applewhite confusion. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. this guy's well, One was the, they look, they're just huge. Do you think Nike feels kind of bad? That's not really a, a, an ad you put out, is it? Well, look, uh, I mean, a, a let me ask you this. How many people are going to fall for the, hey, the world's ending? Let's all go to the top of the mountain and drink poison. I mean, we've had this play out yeah, several right. times, and, and they all have been wrong. Bubba, you make a great point. We What's have that? examples that anybody that tells you to go somewhere and drink poison, these have never turned out. No, never. So don't do it. So why why do people keep following us? You know, and I, Crazy I, I don't, Hey, don't be all in on that. That's it. There's too many people going all in. I didn't find Apple White to be the type to get me to do it. Now, Jim Jones? Yeah. Now, he, had, he had yeah, some charisma. He was sure. a little more, yeah. Two sunglasses. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, okay, we're back. 35 minutes past the hour. MyPillow.com, locking arms with the Rick and Bubba show. Uh, A lot of people, you know, have done some staycations, but, you know, I I just came off uh, a real vacation where I actually went to a different location and talked to a friend of mine yesterday that said, you know, because of my work, at some point I have to travel again. By the way, got a a play-by-play of what it was like to fly uh, to the West Coast during COVID-19. And a very interesting uh, uh, experience. Uh, but so if you're needing to move and you got to go, I got to get somewhere, I got to get on, I'm going to a hotel, I got to go, or I'm going to stay somewhere at a, you know Airbnb or whatever the case may be, it's hard sometimes to pack that MyPillow, the, the premium. But the, uh, the travel MyPillow, they have it where you can roll it up and put it in your luggage simply, and it's great. So if you'd like to get one of those, uh, go to MyPillow.com. You want to look for the link at Radio Specials. You want to go there. You want to take the promo code Bubba, 
Uh, and then there's all sorts of savings there. It, 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 you know, the body pillows are $60 off. You know, if you're going to travel, throw a couple of those in the car, and people who are sleeping in the car will love you for that. The mattress toppers and uh, the Giza Dream bed sheets, uh, they're, they're best, the towels and washcloths they have, all these things are available under radio specials, and you'll save money using the promo code Bubba. Uh, and you can find the link also at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. So we mentioned Tropical Storm Faye. Yeah. What he's does Span have to say? He's a mighty Jake Span. He's a mighty good weatherman. He's the man Rick and Bubba's biggest fan. He's a main weatherman. He's the mighty James Span. James Span, welcome back to the Rick and Bubba Show. Brother James. It gets no better than being on Rick and Bubba on Friday morning. I, I mean, that's really hard to beat, isn't it? I mean, it, 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 you know what you need to scream? I, 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 I bet I'm on the mountaintop right now. If your wife and your sons were in the room, you know what you could scream right now? Who's got it better than us? <laughs> <laughs> Who's got it better it. than us? Uh, all right, so uh, James, I love your background too. Looks good. I like the way you got it out of focus, so it look, give you a little perspective, that's a little really, distance. Good. Yeah, nobody would notice that but you, Bubba, so thanks for noticing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm always uh, checking so yeah. out everybody's chroma key. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Span, don't ever stop. Don't ever stop putting things out on your social media when people are explaining weather and why we're having weather patterns and, and all those things. I don't want you to ever stop that because <laughs> because I cannot I – can, some, some of the monologues that people will write down about what's going on with the weather, just it, it slays me. I just I can't get enough of it. Uh, so don't ever stop doing that. Okay, I'd like to okay. see. You, I'd like to see you cut your sunset pictures in half. But uh, <laughs> but 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 you know, and you know, and, uh, I, that, and that, that, that's gonna that's gonna be on my tombstone. Tweeter of sunset. <laughs> <laughs> There's some beautiful ones out there, aren't there? All right, so let's talk. Let's talk about the topic at hand: tropical storm Fay in New England. Here we go. Yes. So so here we go. Uh, This is uh, a system that formed yesterday. And really, I say it formed yesterday. This thing originated down in the Gulf of Mexico Hmm. about five days ago. It came through the panhandle and it came through Georgia and the Carolinas. And it's now back over the water. And when that happened, it uh, achieved tropical storm strength. So this is tropical storm Fay. The top winds are at 50 miles per hour. And the wind is not going to be the big issue with this. It's going to be the rain. And uh, this thing is currently just offshore, just east of Delaware. And this will be moving uh, up through New England over the weekend. And remember, as you look at all these tracks and all the maps, you see the big rains will be along and to the east of the circulation center. So that's going to put cities like uh, really New York City and Boston and Portland, Maine, on the wet side of the system. So uh, they'll probably see rain amounts up in there between two and four inches. There could be some flooding. Uh, Obviously, on the coast, the Atlantic coast will have rip currents and uh, it's going to be really rough surf, and it should be gone by uh, Saturday night. It will be up in eastern Canada by then, by late tomorrow night, early Sunday morning. So uh, today, tonight, and tomorrow, uh, New York City, Boston, New England, windy, wet, and then the weather starts to improve on Sunday. But if you're traveling up there, I wouldn't just be, be ready for some delays at the airports. And, mm. and again, they'll get flights in. They're not going to shut things down. Uh, this is not a hurricane but it's a lot of wind and a lot of rain, and that often can create some uh, delays up and through there. So, uh, And it will be gone again up into eastern Canada by Sunday. And the good news, the rest of the Atlantic Basin is awfully quiet for the moment. The Gulf of Mexico, the Caribbean, the main development region, which is out at, you know near the coast of Africa. But that will probably change come August. The big months are August and September. So the, these are like preseason systems, like preseason 
you know, NFL football. Easy. Game. Yeah. James, 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 are you teasing not, James? Because we probably will never do, see that again. Do not but, bring up football right so, now. So, James, oh. basically, if you're traveling, you, now you not only have to deal with a pandemic, you have to deal with a tropical storm in the Northeast. Yeah. Which will uh, affect yeah, the, the whole country travel wise. Do you think do you think this may be that finally God just said, Look, if y'all are not gonna clean New York City up, I'm gonna have to get I mean <laughs> the, 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 the Blasio's turned it, there's just trash everywhere. Uh, I'm I'm cleaning the place up. Mm. Um Yeah, it, it it's gonna be rough up there. So and by by the way, guys, I wanted to mention uh, you guys in two thousand five, fifteen years ago today, I don't know where you know, if you guys remember this, but 2005 was a nasty hurricane season. Uh, mm. We had one coming up on the Florida Gulf Coast 15 years ago today called Dennis. Uh, and Dennis came up through Alabama and did a lot of damage, a lot of flooding. It was pretty nasty. And little did we know uh, with Dennis that that was kind of a harbinger of things to come. That was mm-hmm. that horrible, horrible uh, hurricane season with multiple hurricanes. You know, we had Katrina and so many of those, but that happened on this state back in 05. So just, just a reminder, this is hurricane season, but traditionally the big ones come in August and September. And, uh, and I will say, I agree with most of those that do seasonal outlooks and I'm not a big fan of those, but it seems like the players are on the field for a really rough hurricane season this year and it is 2020 it's the year that never ends so you know something else has to happen so yeah i was just about uh, come to, august yeah yeah it's come august and september wouldn't be shocked if we had some pretty rough hurricanes now, the Here problem is we don't know what whether we, we have no idea where they're going to wind up where they develop where they wind up where do they recurve into the westerly winds aloft will it be out in the middle of nowhere which is great or will it be in the Gulf of Mexico? Will it be up the Atlantic coast? We just don't know that. But uh, the fact that we've already used a bunch of names, we're up to the F storm here yeah, in early, early yeah. July, and we might run out of names. Who knows? I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, and what happens if we do, and we did that in 05, you go to the Greek alphabet. Uh, oh, that's so right. Hopefully that won't happen this year, but it sure looks like with a La Nina episode uh, you know the El Nino, El Nino southern oscillation phase has a lot to do with a hurricane development and traditionally with the La Nina it tends to be pretty active the SSTs are really warm the sea surface temperatures so I'm afraid it might start to rock and roll and shake and bake out there well that would if, if, if as you said in this year we're, I mean why not there's no year? way yeah. we, we can have a mild hurricane season no not, not in 2020 no. <laughs> no. And, and, and and do you think that 2020 has ha- been quite a year hasn't it James yeah do, do, do you think it's yeah. the increase of the chemtrails do you think they're way up <laughs> How, does the yeah, comet you know, have anything to do with it James <laughs> there's there's no doubt they paid the chemtrail pilots a little more this year and, and they sprayed a little more and that's the reason and here and the other thing too it's about to turn hot and of course we're, you know you're going to hear about all of this but the 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 pattern for the continental United States, at least the eastern two-thirds of the U.S., looks awfully hot for the rest of July. You know, for June, for many of us listening to the show here, June was pretty mild. It was pretty cold. It was very mild. Uh, temperatures were you know below average and we had plenty of rain and it, it was very comfortable. But uh, the pattern is really going to trend hot and dry. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of folks listening to us somewhere, uh, you're going to wind up with a 95 to 100 degree day multiple times. Uh, over the next few weeks. And again, this is summer. It happens. It's supposed to be hot this time of the year, but just be aware that old nasty summertime heat is coming up. And you know what's going to happen, guys? My very favorite thing, you'll be hearing the heat tips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love heat tips? 
<laughs> you know, so, 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 what, so what happens, the, the, these news guys, these national news guys, they get on there and, and, and they give this look like they have gas, you know, this yeah. horrible look on their face. And they'll say, let me give you some heat tips for you and your family that will help you. Number one, go into an air-conditioned room. Yeah. Well, yeah. Duh. Drink I mean, a lot you know of what? water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drink, drink some water and don't go out in the sun during the hottest part of the day. Like, no way. If I didn't watch this, you know, blow dried boob on television, I wouldn't know this. This is great information. I mean, it's like, it's like, wait a minute. They, they treat you like you have some type of mental illness or something. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. it. So it's heat tip season. Just be right. ready. I'm, I'm warning you. It's coming. I, I know this is not your area. So you can just simply say I have no comment because none of us have expertise in the medical field. But I actually had, and again, I'm just—it's just we're all guessing on this COVID nineteen thing. But I, I said I thought that because it really was in parts of the country where it's normally very hot, June wasn't very hot at all. And did, did that help this keep keep it you know, a little more a little more punch? And will us going into finally the hottest part of the summer could that at least weaken the strength of this virus? I know once people already have it and they can pass it to other people, that that it can be really affected. But as far as it's continuing to to be as strong as it is, because we have had a mild warm season, but now it's about to get like it normally is, and that's very hot. The way I look at it, I guess we'll find out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a clinician. I, I don't play one on television. I, I, I don't have an answer to that. So you're but- not going all in. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm telling you, the pattern looks awfully hot here for the next well uh, maybe maybe that'll month. be helpful i James, don't hot, hot hot before you go have you seen the new comet yet i've seen photos uh many people have sent photos back today uh they got up you know at three four in the morning they looked to the northeast and and, and they've got good camera equipment but it, i understand if you're away from light pollution away from city lights you can actually see it with the naked eye which is pretty cool I, i've not seen it myself have yet. you ever seen one or is this like a water spout <laughs> no it, no it's like a water spout i've never seen one so no comets and no water spouts morning. james you got this a water, this water in a, spout thing if you'll you. go to the beach with me you'll see a water spout That's i see right. them every time <laughs> you attract them <laughs> or i just go when they develop James, I'm about to send you a sunset picture I took yesterday. <laughs> look for it. I can't wait. Yeah, look, look for it. I'm tweet it. <laughs> Thank you, James. Have a good weekend. See you, brother. Don't have a great weekend. Yeah. Okay, we'll Bye-bye. be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. on this middle ground the water's warm here but the fire's gone out nine minutes to the top of the hour eight six six we be big is our number our website rick and bubba spell out the word and.com go there for all the information about the rick and bubba show bubba we're gonna you mentioned it earlier we're gonna test a, a potential new rick and bubba segment called i'm all in and, uh, and I think if it works, Speedy, if you listen, they just start shouting all in on this Matthew yeah, West song. Yeah. I'm going all in. We can start right there. And then you'll hear, they'll just start screaming all in here in a minute. And it, we might even like that better, but we'll see. Listen right here. Maybe just start right there. There you go. Start right there. I'm all in. I'm all in. All 
right, so Bubba. Oh, Bubba. Our topic today, Rick, will we have college football this year? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Now, what we have is we have Calitron bottles. <laughs> That's because right. because we don't gamble, so we don't have poker chips. But we're going to find some yeah. because but that they, way we'll get to play with some. So we have it right here, and then when, when we're done with what we think, and it can be only a minute max when we, we push <laughs> right. it in. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you, so think capsule bottles for those right. of you that don't know what we're talking and about. And so just just you and me doing it. Yes. Right? Now, and then, then there'll be question. commentary after. Okay. Okay. Can there, uh, By the will peanut you, gallery. Will you buzz him? Will you give us a buzzer when it, you know when his 60 seconds is up? If he, you yes. Know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and same for me. Are you ready? So Bubba, will we have college – Football this, this year. This year, go. Rick, I want us to have college football. We need to have college football for the mental health of our country. We miss it. We need sports. There's people's livelihood depending on it that's around college football. But you saw the Ivy League is not playing. The what? The Ivy League is not playing. <laughs> the Big Ten has said conference-only games. The other Big Five are going to follow that. You know they, they will. They always do. And with the liability factor out there and the safety factor and all the confusion, even if you get to have it, think about what the stadiums are going to look like. What a mess. Okay, the whole thing is a big mess. I hate to say this, and it pains me to say this, but there is no way we're going to have college football this year. That's what I'm saying, and I'm all in. <laughs> How did you feel? I liked it. I liked it. See, that's what we need. It was high energy. That's where we need the song when he goes, I'm all in. Yeah, he did it again. I'm all in. Okay, and you see where we need to get that. Oh, yeah. Hey, what kind of time was he on? 42 seconds. Okay, that's not bad, Bubba. I like it. Let me get, were you all in or not? I was all in on my answer. We will not have college football. Are you ready, Rick? I'm ready. Okay, and I believe that as much as there's going to be fear and terror, there will be a screaming that how dare anyone even even remotely pretend to – because you're going to hear the word essential a lot. Now, you and I have said, as you just said in yours, well, when people make their living off college football, it is essential to them. Uh, I, I, don't, I couldn't care less what the Ivy League is going to do because they're not worth any money. Okay, so what do we always say? Follow the money. The Big Five, they produce millions and millions of dollars. Do you realize that in most of these Big Five conferences, if the football team does not play, they will lose other sports and they may never be heard from again? I believe that we will have college football this fall. I believe it will be a, a weird version of it. It will be a lot of conference only. It will almost be like exhibition games and rivalries with this uh, minimum amount of fans. But I believe we will have college football hybrid version and I'm all in. Uh. <laughs> See, I hope you're right. Mm-hmm. So, how, how long was that, Rick? 58 seconds. See, oh, if we wow. if you could hit that bed when you say you're all in. Yeah. Oh, really so, so we add that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I, th- I think that you're going to see – people are just saying we can, we can make TV money, we can make some money if we can get some version – uh, of football on the field, and then now I didn't get a chance because I ran out of time. Rick, you're but, still giving your points. Yeah, so you can't yeah. do that because oh, you're thought, already all yeah. in. I thought this was. I you're thought, all I in, thought this was peanut gallery. Well, they get yeah. to, they get to peanut okay, okay. gallery. So if they they now, can so. ask us questions. I guess or make comments. I <laughs> am. I'm hoping. I'm like Bubba. I, so are you going to do this all in, or are we going to all? No, I'm just going to say one. The peanut gallery has begun. My one. I'm just going to say that. I'm not ready to say it's canceled yet, but I I believe this is is highly possible. But I'm not. I'm still holding out hope. That's all I'm. Hams? I, I lean in your world. I think it's a hybrid with limited no fans. I think it'll be limited games. It'll be very <laughs> flexible. And when you play them, you'll have gaps of two weeks in case you need to use those. 
Um, it will not be a follow the science. It will be a follow the money, as you mentioned. Um, and, and we're already seeing that. We've got, we've got bands. I had a band director email me this morning and say, we've got, we can't, we, we're not doing band this year. And see, that's in, you're going to have inconsistencies all across the map be because chaos. we can't put 50 people on the field to do a band, but yet we'll have 89 football players pile up each other on Friday night. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Uh, it'll be follow the money. I quite frankly think we have too many college football teams, college teams in general. I think there's too many student athletes. I think it's all watered down, and I think this will help eliminate some of that, like it or not. A purge. And I think the fact that many of you have your football building your economic system of a, at the school is a little ridiculous at times. And so I think all this will purge through, and, and, but we'll see football for sure. Speedy? Uh, I think um, from the financial side of things, they've got to do something to keep some of these folks above water because they rely on football so deeply to, to just pay, I mean, teachers and uh, uh, you know, other sports survive through through the funds that are that are um, that football provides. So I think there'll be some form of it. I, I think where we're going to have a problem is when everybody starts to panic when somebody on the team or the coaching staff has it. How are they going to ha- handle that situation? Is the key. I respectfully disagree with Hamzy on different levels of D one ball because I think it's essential for those that have flown under the radar but are still college athletes. I think everybody has their own avenue to where they 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 can play and it's it's good football but it's just not at the major power five level of D one ball. Uh so I hope that those can survive if they're not awarded money for going and traveling like uh, La Tech would be if, if they went yeah, to Baylor to play. Because we know all that's going to be gone. Yeah, and so that's where those that aren't financially set up to where you know they can function without that money, If the, that those are going to really go under. If And if I'm not talking not about done. football. I'm talking about the other 24, 23 mm-hmm. collegiate sports out there yeah. that yeah. you're yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, do. Sports-wise. Should the peanut gallery football. be limited to a minute, too? I feel like they're getting more time than we did. Well, I actually long. talked about 35, 40 I kept it quick. Yeah, I kept my line Yours that long If I'd have had more time, Speed what, was about three minutes. I didn't get a chance. Yeah. I, di- I didn't. See. You had 20 seconds. You didn't use there, I Cowboy. Think I caught Speedy kept being all in, by the way. <laughs> You're all in. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be in the beginning. There was fun on the radio. Then the radio industry fell victim to corporate America and venture capitalist bankers who marched in with their research and up to their armpits in debt and turned the radio band into a wasteland of cookie cutters. Faceless, sound-alike stations who completely lost touch with the people they were meant to serve. Then there were two voices that cried out in the wilderness, faint at first, but becoming louder with every passing ratings book. It's okay to have fun again, to give the people what they really want to hear, and not treat them like a sea of mindless followers who have no choice in their radio entertainment. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Out here in the field. It is seven minutes past. I found my meals. 
Rick and Bubba show coming to you from the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here. Tiny fingers, tiny toes, and high stepper. Rick and Bubba University interns earning their degree in common sense. Common sense is now a superpower. Put your hands together and welcome back for another hour, 26 and a half years strong, rocking mic number two, Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, I ain't high-stepping it, but I'm hot-footing it over here. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. They can't outstep a high-stepper. They can't. Uh, Do you love when something like our dog gets excited, like it thinks it's going to get a treat, and it starts doing this little dance, and I call it hot-footing it because it's just a jumping around well, like a squirrel? I told, I told hot-foot, Gre- hot-foot. I, I told Greg, it's funny you mentioned that, and he he laughed about it. We Our dog... It, I, one of my favorite things to do, it's kind of like I do to the dog the same thing that our sister and, and our wives have asked. Why do y'all take great pleasure in aggravating children? <laughs> well, why, why do you love that so much? And, of course, I just – No, that's I, you, Rick. I, I don't aggravate children. Greg does. I, I live for aggravating children. Oh. And my own, other people's. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and so I find myself – like what you just talked about, Bubba, what I'll do is – is is Buddy the Wonder Dog will will you know walk out and the minute I walk out you know he he's gonna give me he I, I, like he can't believe it mm-hmm. what, what's about to happen right and he'll he'll give me he'll give me two circles circle circle mm-hmm. and then he goes to the door which he knows that I'm gonna demand that he go do his business <clears throat> right okay right so and I and I I'll tell him you know you got to go do your thing and he'll and he'll go and he'll look back and I'm like no until you go to the bathroom you're not coming back right. and he'll go a little further than you are and he'll look back yeah and then i'll say you got to go all the way yeah and this we go through this every time it's the exact same routine and then if he doesn't chase a bird or something he'll <laughs> go on down and then all of a sudden he comes back well what i do when he comes back is i will walk back into the screened in porch i'll grab the world famous greenie that he's got to have right and i won't i won't show it to him and i'll make him think that i've left and so there's there's wood on the screen in porch, but he has to jump to be able to see in right. the screen. But he can sky at, a, at at seven and a half pounds. He can sky. Right. Okay. So all of a sudden, I'll just sit there and I'll hear the leap, and I'll see. Now for me, all I get is the face coming up <laughs> and, 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 and jumping. He's trying to see me in there. He's like, "Where would he go? Is he? Is he? Does he got that? And then he got greeny. Then when he comes in, he immediately runs to his place. And he's like, it's greenie time. Right. And then I'll hold and hide the greenie, and he's like, where is it? And, and then I'll bring it out. Look, he'll get up on his hind legs, and I'll put it back. And he'll go back down. <laughs> and I'll bring it out, he'll get up on his hind legs, Rick. and I'll go back. That's cruel. And then I'll, then I'll bring it in and get him all the way up on his hind legs, just about to get to it. That's what he does right there. <laughs> that looks like Buddy, by the that's, way. That's, that would be hot foot yeah. right there. Yeah, Look yeah. at the little dance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hot. Ears it's hot. bouncing. And then eventually I'll let him have it. Yeah, after you've entertained yourself. Wow. Oh, it's a thrill. That's funny. Uh, well, look, I got to get something out of this dog. I give this dog. I, I invest a lot in this dog. I got to have some stuff back. Yeah, you got a little energy. Uh, yeah. And so, I, and, and so, he, it is fun. He loves it. It's good exercise for him. And yeah. for all you people emailing, we'll do all in that. again. Okay, we're not going to do it again today. That, I, that'll be. Later. I do have a Qu- suggestion. So Quit emailing, and begging. We do it for again. us three. Yeah. Blowing my email. right, right. So Speedy brought up the point earlier that um, it really we don't need to bog down with us yeah. trying to say the same things because I think we'll both uh, we'll all agree we were either we agree or disagree with every point you made and wouldn't have said anything else. Right. Okay. So here's what I would like to see us do. How about after y'all are done, mm-hmm. we get one question to whoever we want a follow up question. Hey Rick. 
Give me thirty seconds on fo- expand on follow the money. Okay, and then Speedy I may like say, man. "Hey, I got a question for Bubba. Take twenty thirty seconds and expand on this thought." And then at the end of our questions, we only get one question to ask one person. And then at the end, you real quick just kind of point to us, and I'll go. I'm with Rick. I'm with Bubba. I'm all in with Bubba. I'm all in with Rick. I like that. If everybody that way we're not sitting over here saying the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah, beating a no, dead horse no more monologues there's two monologues there, yes. there's there are maximum of 60 seconds right and then each each person on the team can ask one question to either one of rick or bubba a follow-up a yep. follow-up yeah and then when that's over you just announce who you're all in I, i'm in with rick or i'm in with i bubba. like that uh bubba let's see how the people like everybody's it. got <laughs> one voice Eight-six-six-we-be-big. If you heard, is it called I'm All In? Is that what it's called? All In. It's just called All In. All In. Let's just say All In. <laughs> it's called All In. Uh, it, it, it's, hey, thumbs up or thumbs down? Yep. Thumbs up, thumbs down on All In. <laughs> Did you it's like that? It's almost a keep yeah. it or coaster. It, yeah, it's a keep, our, our needs work. It is a keep it or coaster. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a thumbs up or thumb, thumbs down on an attempt at a new segment that could right. be reoccurring. Right. It, it could or it could. Yeah, that's and, right. And you know we're still putting the polish on it. Right. Right. Or I, like I like this adjustment we just made. That's 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 good. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. That's your two options. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. vote now. Quit blowing my email up. Right. Thumbs up. <laughs> means I, I I like all in and look. Remember, I will say this: not trying to not trying to coax the crowd, but you could even give a unenthusiastic thumbs up. You like where we're going with it. Yeah. It's in yeah. development. Yeah. 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 Now, if you just hated the whole concept, then that'd be a thumbs down. Right. I mean, you don't want us to develop it. You don't want us working on it. <laughs> you know, the the thumbs up doesn't mean it's perfected. It right. means you 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 like this and you like to proceed. You like with where it's it. headed. Yeah. Uh, Dean and Madison, thumbs up or thumbs down on all in. Nope. Oh, didn't like it. Thumbs down. All right, let's go to James and Fayette. James, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down on all in? Thumbs up. Thumbs up, fellas. Thumbs up. All right, there we go. All right, so let's go to uh, let's go to David in Madison. David, thumbs up or thumbs down on all in? Thumbs up. Okay. All right. Uh, hi, Rick. And, uh, let's, they're a little quicker than they are in there, but that's not on them. Hey, Rick and Bubba's show, uh, uh, you're on right now. Thumbs up or thumbs down on All In? Thumbs up if you go to Rough Cut. Okay, all right. Well, we did. it is Rough Cut because it's it, – Right, it, I mean, it, yeah, it is a Rough Cut. Like, I was going right. to even add that I don't think the season will finish. I just think yeah. we'll start playing, right. but I was out of time, right. so mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get that in. Right. i, I got to manage my time better. Hey, Rick and Bubba's show, a thumbs up or thumbs down on All In? Thumbs up, and Helmsy's idea of what he just said would make it much better. Jane, thank you, buddy. The which part? That thank Hamzy you, Mountain Man. Said. Well, Helmsy just said instead of the, 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 all three of them giving a, a, a monologue, just all a they do is a follow up question, yeah. and then they just say, I'm all in with Bubba. I'm Roger all that. With, yeah. uh, Jonathan, Jonathan, welcome to the Rick and Bubba show. Thumbs up or thumbs down on all in? Thumbs up. Loved it, fellas. Especially Bubba pushing his tokens in on YouTube. <laughs> pushing what in? His tokens. His tokens. Okay. Oh. <laughs> For a minute, I thought he thought you have something you don't have. Uh, Chelsea, Alabama, thumbs up or thumbs down on all in? Tammy? Hey, yeah. Um, it needs some work, but I'm all in. <laughs> thumbs up. Charlie? 
Thumbs up, guys. Loved it. All right, well, this is good. Steve Huntsville. Yes, sir. Thumbs up all the way. Okay, all right. Well, good. That's right. Bye-bye. I think, I think we get a thumbs up on continuing to develop all in. And I can't wait I to the hear it's all in. I can't wait to hear what you bring to the table Monday. Well, yeah. it's not going to be every day. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the new idea, oh, a new you idea. Said you're yeah. developing. Yeah. I, was, right. I was thinking about a little some bit of time stuff. on the pontoon boat. You'll come back yeah. with some ideas. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 15 minutes past, 866, we be big as the number. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Semper Fi, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. Gunnery Sergeant R. Lee Ermey here. Hey, you had best be listening to Rick and Bubba. Don't make me have to come over to your house, knock your door down, and drop you down for push-ups. Just get that knob adjusted right now, sweetheart. 21 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Uh... Bubba, uh, you know, I, we're, I'm looking for things right now. We'll get into this topic that we're talking about. So we have um, – we, we'll just look for things that I think we all can agree on. Do, do we all agree that we do not want to live in a society that anybody of any ethnicity, of any gender, of any anything targets people that they don't like because of the color of their skin or their gender, and they try to kill them? Uh, just for the sake of who they are. are we, yeah, can Rick, we, can, I, can I, we all come together? I think we're all against that. All right, yeah. so we're all going to say all in. we're all going to say that we disagree with a 27-year-old man who intentionally slammed his pickup head-on into a motorcycle because he says he was targeting a white person. Yeah, I How saw that <clears throat> story. How bizarre. Leaving the rider dead. He killed the person. And admitted that's why he did it. Mm-hmm. Swerved his father's yeah. 2004 Dodge Dakota pickup oh, into the victim's God. path without braking. Uh, and uh, when when asked uh, why this was happening, by the way, the um, the the um, they're saying that the, the deceased man is a 55 year old Marine veteran, former Virginia police officer who had retired from a career with the Wisconsin Department of Justice, where he investigated. You know, this, this is how bad he was. You know, because I know those you say, oh, well, he served in the police too. Well, let's let's look at this man. He investigated crimes against children. Mm-hmm. Uh, after his retirement in 2018. He, he spent time at the local food pantry feeding people who didn't have food. So uh, we, well, aren't we thankful that this guy took this guy out? So, but are we all, do we all agree that we are against David Navarro? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we, we, we will not accept in, in our society taking a pickup truck and ramming into a cyclist because they're white, black, yeah. uh, brown, That's your motivation. Uh, Asian, a man or woman. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not going to allow that to go on, and none of us are going to say that's okay. No, no. Because let's get back to these things we can all agree on. Rick, this you man, know, too, and again, it was even though he did have some police background, mm-hmm. it was totally random, right? I mean, this guy had just got worked up into a frenzy, yep. said, I'm going to kill a white guy. It right. was totally random. And yeah, he just he rammed said, his, his, his truck into it. He was targeting all uh, Caucasians, uh, according to the criminal complaint, and he said he targeted the motorcycles because white people drive motorcycles. Didn't, guy, um, didn't, didn't really he also guy. said that he wanted to go to jail uh, because uh, to be free from the people that harass him in his home. Uh, he was Mexican and claimed that he felt targeted as well. 
Well, well but he it, may get that wish. Yeah, he uh, may, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't do that. And if now it, we're also living in a society that again, it, sanctity of life, guys. Come yeah, on. of course we've already we're on record that we don't care about life, but um, and then we'll turn out like we're supposed to care when we've already gone on record that we obviously don't. Uh, but let's go back to this. We, if, if and rightfully so, if somebody right now in MSNBC, CNN, all these places that are, I mean, you have to say they they certainly. Uh, are far to the left. If there had been fill in the blank on the conservative radio host, just fill in the blank, or Trump had said something at a rally that had worked somebody into a frenzy that they went out and targeted someone yeah. and killed them, then rightfully so there would be an uproar. But yeah. do we not say this guy, even though it's it's obviously he, he's he probably doesn't have his he's his mind's probably not what it, it it's not healthy. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, he's got problems. He's, he's got, got some problems. Got problems. But but, but do you think is it true that a lot of the propaganda and agenda right now worked him into a frenzy that he thought he yeah, was doing absolutely. society a service by randomly killing a white person? Absolutely. Is that can we come to that conclusion? Yeah. I think you have to based yeah. on what he said. Now I think he should be accountable for his own actions. Absolutely. But if a, if it had been a conservative radio host or a Trump rally that somebody had done something like this, all those people would be blamed as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, all right. So let's get to this thing with De Blasio. Speaking of that, and, and the the bigger point, um, what, what is this thing about painting? We we, we love. Yeah, to paint. you know, Rick, the Black Lives Matters is a is a very important uh, topic and uh, and something that our country is working through right now, and and obviously very important to a lot of people, um, and and issues that we need to work on. Um, and but this this thing about painting in the streets. Um, I, I was looking at that, you know the, uh, and I had the story here. The uh, the 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 Washington D.C. mayor was the first one to paint the streets, and while the cause uh, is very admirable, I don't know uh, when you put it on the street like that. Isn't that confusing if you're trying to make a left hand turn? Does anybody know? Is that? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's uh, there's no the left has always been big on uh, on painting things. You know, yeah. they'll they'll spray paint in a minute, but. Uh, uh, I, I don't know the roadway is the good place for that. I mean, there's other ways to express that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah and then you get into these. You know, we're all we're always accusing, and presidents do. Presidents do look for, uh, and people in government, politicians, they do look for photo ops. They do. Yeah, they oh, all yeah. they all do. Mm-hmm. They yeah. all do. Uh, but of course, if Trump goes outside the the church there next to the the White House and holds up a Bible, that was a photo op. Right. If Bill de Blasio goes out and acts like he's painted the streets, that's not a photo op. No. With, with Trump Tower in the background. <laughs> yeah, with Trump Tower in the background. Gotcha, Trump. That's uh, what he's thinking. So it, 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 it is a photo op, but I go back to you about you know painting the streets. and as we Move beyond pol- politics and society and issues of race that we, again, very serious. We, we're going through uh, a lot of examination of that right now. Mm-hmm. But – is painting on the road safe? I mean, is that uh... if I was going to paint, the road is not be where I'd paint mm-hmm. normally. Uh, I, I would paint somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, there are billboards and there's other ways out outdoors to get your point across. But now, I, I, personally, I, just... I personally don't like to paint anything. Yeah, well, uh, I know, but I mean, I mean, me too, because you have paint. to go back and paint it again later. Right? Yeah, I'm not big on painting. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but I like to see someone who's done a nice painting. Now, yeah. I prefer it not to be on public property. I prefer mm-hmm. it to be right. maybe be on an easel. But maybe you know, some, maybe, road, some, maybe something I can it's, frame. Uh, it's it's difficult enough trying to figure out where the lanes are uh, in New York City. It just seems like that would make things even tougher for the cabbies trying to drive there. Well, here's another and, thing: and you people getting run over trying to cross the road if, if and you, all that. If, if you paint the you know the sentiment or any sentiment uh, on on the road, you know, because sentiments carry with them all sorts of 
especially in the council society, how you treat them. What if all of a sudden I'm in an 18-wheeler or a or big delivery truck and I've got to deliver to this business and then somebody takes a picture of my truck and I'm like covering up the word black and I'm just parked. Right, I, right. And then before you know it, all of a sudden social media is telling oh, yeah. me that I parked my truck there on purpose and what do I mean by that when really I'm just trying to deliver the stuff. And you, you see, that's if you paint on streets, there's just all kinds of issues I think that come with that. Maybe maybe buy some billboards or you know use some of your funding to put billboards up. That's great. Balloons. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's good. Trailers yeah. behind uh, uh, airplanes. What about using mm-hmm. your What about using your marquee to do something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you know, put stuff on your signs. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways you can do it. You could uh, paint on your driveway if you wanted to. Your own driveway. Yeah, yeah. Because people not. don't have to make turns and yeah. stuff. It just seems like it would make it confusing. No matter what the cause is. Right. I mean, we're not talking about politics or society here. We're right. just talking about safety on the road. I just imagine if you went. Say to the local transportation department and said, "I want to paint on there." They go, "Well, that that'll make a mess. Nobody know where to turn." Yeah, I mean, like like if I went to the and I said, "I today I'm painting. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me." Dot dot dot. Jesus. First of all, we gotta have a lot of paint. Right. But I, but right. I mean, can, am I allowed to do that? Can I do that? Well, you know how these things always go. You start with one side. Of an issue painting streets, you're going you're going to end up with paintings going the other way too. Well, it always does. You know what they call that paint wars. Yep, yep. And uh, and in the meantime, you got a traffic jam out there and people having fender benders. But remember, De Blasio's not doing a photo op with his uh, no with his paintbrush. No, no, no that. We'll be back bottom of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's our first phone troll of the day. Uh, Stay with us. If you're wondering about the new Tom Hanks movie that's going directly to Apple TV, uh, Grayson Russell is in it. He's been on the show in the past. You know him uh, for being uh, in a a couple of other movies. Uh, And we talked to him about Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Talladega Nights, and and some of that. Uh, He's uh, he's now in uh, the latest movie with Tom Hanks called Greyhound. We'll talk to him about that movie coming up next hour. Uh, lines are available for you right now at 866-WE-BE-BIG. 30 seconds of pop, so we'll roll through them quickly. You'll hear this buzzer. Your time on the program will come to a close. We'll get to the next one. While you're getting lined up, I do want to point you to Ancestry.com slash Bubba. Ancestry.com slash Bubba. Uh, right now, you know, and it's funny because the movie we're talking about next hour uh, was uh, something that happened based on events in World War II. Uh, now there have been 36 million documents, including draft cards and pictures uh, of young men uh, who uh, from from young men's draft cards uh, that served in World War II, and these have just now been made available. So if you have relatives, or maybe you didn't know you had relatives uh, that served our country uh, in World War II, you can find out more about them now uh, by just uh, using Ancestry.com/Bubba. Start exploring that today. Ancestry.com/Bubba. There's also a link at RickandBubba.com. Under the sponsors button, we start with Randy out of the great state of Alabama. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phone to trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone troll. Randy, go ahead. Thirty seconds. How about it? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? Good. Hey, it's got a quick question. They're talking about defunding the police. Well, the amount of money they've taken out of the New York Police Department. What are you guys' opinion on thinking that is probably the largest terrorist target in the United States, and how that's going to affect that? And they've even thought about that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And yeah, look, let yeah. me tell you another one. Taking the what they call the resource officer out of schools. 
we did that to stop these school shootings because they were soft targets, and we have been successful doing it, so we're going to stop it. I know. Because it's politically wrong now to have a police officer in school because we don't like them. Well, That's you t- crazy You talk stuff. about terrorist targets. Bubba and Greg told me the break. I didn't know this, that a monument that we erected, a flag that we erected in memory of all the, the firefighters and that were all killed trying to save lives after the 9-11 attack, now somebody has torn it down. Yeah, they, they, there's a monument that has a flagpole part of it, and they've chopped the flagpole down. So we're vandalizing 9-11 memorials. Um, okay, now who are we mad at in that case? Yeah. It's the, I, wow. Now we're getting away from the things I thought we all were together on. And uh, But, again, I think we just miss we, – we underestimate sometimes that I think we just have fellow human beings who just like to tear things up. That's very possible. And they'll take a, a cause and say, well, let me jump in the middle of this. Looks like I'm going to get a pass to tear something up. You know, when you when you start tearing down things that have nothing to do with even the narrative or conversation we're having, you're just someone. You're just you're just a vandalizer. That, that's that's all you are at that point. Uh, continuing, uh, Tommy out of Hoover. Tommy also owns EZK. Go ahead, Tommy. Meep, meep, meep. Meep, meep, meep. Green Acres, fellas. Thank you. <laughs> happy, happy, happy Friday. Number one, Black Lives Matter. Who okay's them for defaced property? The mayors. Do they have to get a permit? Number two, do I have to go get a permit if I want to paint a cross on a building down there? George Floyd, George Floyd was painted all over a mural downtown Birmingham. So if I go down there and paint a cross, am I going to be, a, be assaulted by protesters? Well, the, the painting of the Probably. streets was done by the mayor in uh, the two cities that I'm familiar with, Washington and, uh, and, and New York. And as a matter of fact, on one of them, Somebody had gone out and tried to paint over it or put some black paint on it, and they were charged with a hate crime. Yeah. So to, to your question, though, as far as the things that are being painted and the murals, and, and they may have they may have gone through the process of getting the permission they were supposed to get. I don't know. You're not going to find consistency with no, what's going on, no, though. No, no. But even still, I mean, the, the question, you know, we were having a little fun with it was, you know, the safety issue of painting over it because we have lines on the road so you know how to drive and mm. where turn lanes are and you stop and pedestrians cross and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you I can, mean, you could still paint a parking lot and see it, you know, from the sky or something. Yeah, are these older buildings, sometimes you can beautify them with with beautiful paintings on them but but painting in the street uh, where where cars are going to be and whatever probably I mean that's probably a little bit short-sighted because uh, there's plenty of other places you can do it and, and people, yeah, it, uh, both of those mayors in uh, New York City and in Washington DC did that uh, in strategic places like uh, in regards to distance to the White House and then like you guys said right in front of Trump Tower so yeah the mayors did sign off on that in those cities yeah, and uh, he was asking about other things in Birmingham and things like that. I, I assume that if somebody paints a mural, they get permission to do it. Now we do have people that go out with spray cans, and, and yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and certain cities have had to deal with that, and and some of that's against the law. But but um, so hopefully everybody follows the process. But you know, Woodfin did sign off on it here in Birmingham as well. Uh, all right, we continue uh, with phone calls. Let's go to David in Huntsville, one hundred point three, the River. David, go ahead, thirty seconds. Good morning in Green Acres. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Go ahead. Very quickly about the Madison County mask mandate. According to it, and I quote, coverings may be fashioned from scarves, bandanas, or other suitable fabric, and medical masks are not required and are discouraged. Unfortunately, according to the National Institutes of Health, 
Results caution against the cloth masks and may result in increased risk of infection. And what we're missing in the police state of Madison County is a public forum to debate the issue, whether you want or don't want masks. And so we, uh, we, we've got an issue here. Yeah, I saw, uh, was it Limestone County? Uh, I, someone sent me a, a video overnight last night of someone who walked up and made some of the points that you made because their city council did allow for the citizens to come in and, and speak to it. And um, and so I, I know there, because you had somebody get up and make uh, all the points about, you know, the freedoms uh, that have been um, afforded to the, to the people of America in inside the Constitutional Republic, and he wanted to talk about what they were wanting to do and parts of it that were in conflict with that. But uh, Madison County, I, I haven't, I haven't heard. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I think they they're going under a mandatory mask uh, rule. Is it today? No, it went into effect last Tuesday. Okay, last and Tuesday. So, and so, for those of us who disagree, then suddenly we're homebound because you can't go to the bank, you can't go vote, you can't go to the courthouse, you can't function because of this ruling, and you haven't been given the opportunity to express yourself. Now, again, we're disagreeing. I don't think the issue is as big on masks as it is on there hasn't been a public forum. And my, my comment is it's not up to our government to decide what they think is best. Their well, job is to implement what we think is best. Right. Well, in theory, but, I, yeah. David, I will say this. You elect people who have to make decisions and lead, and uh, then you have to deal with those consequences, and your your repercussion for that or your way to redress that is you vote different next time around. I don't yeah, think we pol- can have a public forum and, and discuss every single decision that a mayor or city council has to make. That's why you send them on your behalf. Yeah. That, I mean, agree or disagree, I think that's how it has to work. Yeah. There's one thing when you say as a citizen, this is what I would prefer as opposed to this is what right I'm guaranteed. To Bubba's point, we have elections and have a representative uh, type of republic for the reason that we really can't sit down and say we're going to take a public vote on every little thing we yeah. do. You did take a vote on it when these people ran for election. Now, does that mean that the people don't have a voice? No, you have a voice through these people, and you can hire and fire them. But there are things that you do get the opportunity uh, to go up and say, we, we need the opportunity to speak against this. You could go do that out on a corner. That, yeah, that's, you can redress the government through uh, protest and other things you see going on now. You could go outside of wherever they meet and well, peacefully but, stand up and say, uh, we think that being forced to wear a mask violates this, this, and this. Yeah, the, the mask science. You, you could is, even legally challenge it and say you don't have the authority to do it. Right. You can file a lawsuit if you want to. Those are things you can't do in a tyrannical, right. um, you know, socialistic, communistic type of government. Yeah, that's why we want to avoid those. Yeah. And that's we can work these other things out. And and I don't know, was Tuesday, was that the first time Madison County and Alabama had had to be under a mask ordinance? Because we, we've had to be on one before, and then it went away, and now it's back. And you may have that for a while. Well, you notice the one that we're under now – it's it's up to the place to enforce it. Yeah, right. I've noticed that. So yes. it, so it, so it really isn't like the police are out there looking for people with mask no. on, mask off, like we had at one time. No, it's really a suggestion, is what it is. It is. And and I will say this: I think a lot of people are wearing them. I I went to a 
large uh, box store outdoors place yesterday, and the majority of the people I saw had them on. Seth, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go I ahead. put one on too. Yeah, I, 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 I need to start wearing mine more. I really do. I, I wear them. More. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. I when mean, I go in the store, yeah. I put them on, and then yeah, I, come I, out I don't know the science. I bounce yeah. back and forth, That's but me. just I'm just going to do it to be safe yeah. and work through it. Oh, I'm not try do- to. I'm, try yeah, to. Y'all said this earlier. I'm not doing that for myself because yeah. I'm not sure that you, you can really support the science on that. Uh-huh. But I am doing it for other people. Yeah. And, and, and here's a good example, and I had a doctor email me and say this. Look, you're going into surgery. Everybody in that surgery is wearing a mask when you're the patient, That's and they're right. doing it for your safety. Yeah. So there is something to be said about that. I don't know if it works with COVID-19. I don't know if anybody knows. Know. Gosh knows we don't know how we're getting it. We don't know if it's airborne or what now. So <laughs> we're just doing the best we can. That's all. And mm-hmm. I, I think the issue, and he was touching on it, with the mask in surgery, they wear them one time and throw them away. Right. That's another point. And the this. problem yeah. the problem I think people are having is people are now, because you don't want to have to buy what never-ending boxes of well, them. And you can't find them. And then you go get <laughs> these kinds that people are supposed to be washing and yeah. reusing. Right. But when how long does it hang there on, on your your, uh, on your rearview mirror before you wash it again, yeah. and they're saying now these things may become unhealthy for the person wearing them. Yeah. See, so the surgery example, I understand it, and I agree with that principle. But they don't wear them all day long, all the time, over several days. And they're saying right now, do not be out exerting yourself with a mask on. Now that that yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that that's dangerous to the person with the mask. On. Yeah. yeah. So there's some common sense that goes with it. And but I hate wearing one. I hate. And some common courtesy. Yeah. But no problem with that. 14 minutes to the top. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're glad that you're with us, and we'll continue to chat with you. So uh, we, we mentioned a little, uh, we did have a little COVID talk, so a mask and all that, uh, the mask. COVID-19 update. A Maryland man may be the first person successfully vaccinated against COVID-19. Rick, I, is that story a little misleading? Because he's, all stories are misleading now. He, <laughs> he's in he's in a group that is being tested that Pfizer is testing their vaccine, mm-hmm. and I, I forgot how big the group was. Was it a hundred people yeah, or two hundred or something? And and he, you know, they don't know if they're getting the test vaccine or they're getting a placebo. Well, just, he he thinks, and he indicated in the story because he'd had his second his second shot, his booster that he had had some irritation from it, so he thinks he's getting the vaccine. And that's kind of what the story was based on, the way I read it. And I thought, well, that... I'm not sure we rush out into a story. He may be having irritation from salt water. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> or something that they gave but, but they did do the test, and they did... And we mentioned this, is about a week ago. The initial test, they said they were getting an antibody response about threefold what people who had been sick with it was. So... And again, I don't know. Can you get too much of an antibody response? I don't know what their goal is, but they were they were getting a response from the body. Now they're trying to see if it's safe. They're trying to make sure that there's nothing else that's going on with all this. And Pfizer had said that if the test, if these trials are successful, they could have a hundred thousand shots or a hundred thousand doses, whatever it is, ready to go by end of the year, and a hundred million, a hundred million by next year. Yeah. 
by the end, here's what this well, says. I'm sorry, was it a hundred million this year and a billion next year? Yep. Yeah, hundred million. Let me million. ask you this. Yeah. But why did we? This article focus on this one person <laughs> who did no, this no, trial? It, it, yeah, because he called somebody trying to be sharp. You know what I'm saying? The headline. There, there's a right. hundred or, or well, he I don't, don't even know two hundred people the, in this study. Not just him. Right. Not just him. Did you see too? Well, because that, this is the one being done by Pfizer. He they said, got me on that "You know what else he said, Greg? He said for some reason he's tried to sit down and can't." Uh, <laughs> he just keeps standing straight up. <laughs> you know, Pfizer, he can't get his body to bend. He can't even sit down. Well, Pfizer's had a few wins. I heard, I heard that they quoted him. He said, I believe it's working. I'm all in. <laughs> I, love, I like pushing the laptop. But, you, but remember, guys, you remember but back to what you all say. We've got this sample that's, that's got, it features multiple people. That, like it was one person we're testing it And on. he may or yeah. may not. He may be placebo. He may yeah. be the vaccine. He thinks he might be the first person ever successfully vaccinated. And we that? run and give him a story. Yeah. Who wrote that article? It just, Fox News again, is Isabel Fredberg. It's just kind of misleading, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, misleading. how about this could be one of the people who leads to the cure for coronavirus. I mean, that's a story. He's one of the he's one of the uh, He's in the trial. He's one of the test dummies. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. They act like he is the one guinea pig. Yeah, they're testing one guy and this is him. This is guy. He's yeah. going to decide whether it works mm-hmm. or not yeah. based on Powell's results. Yeah. Powell. Now we, then we get things like this. Uh I'm not anybody familiar with Oxfam? This organization, uh, Oxfam, Oxfam, or Oxfam International. What do they do? I'm out. Uh, they, 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 they're always they warn about hunger. It says more people could die from COVID nineteen related hunger than the disease itself. Hmm. Uh, as, many, as many as twelve thousand people a day die from hunger linked to COVID nineteen by the end of the year, according to a, a report they're calling the Hunger Virus. Now, where are they getting these numbers? The group, which right. aims to alleviate global poverty, notes that the global global mortality rate for COVID-19 reached its highest point in April, which was about 10,000 deaths a day, and we do know that the death rate has gone down since mid-April. But they're saying that the economic fallout from all the COVID-19 response will push an additional 121 million people to the brink of starvation okay, I get it now. because of people who are out yeah. of work and can't do this. Processing plants, you know, no it, coins, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and there have, they went around and stumped. They really there. did, but yeah. there was a point made, which is true, and I've seen people even in the medical field talk about this too. The shutdown and, you know, this this thing of trying – we're going to have to find a way uh, on things much bigger than football – we're going to have yeah. to find a way as a society to live with COVID-19. Now, the good news is it isn't the fatality rate. Is not, we, wish, we wish that things had zero fatality rate. Right. But they don't. And with, there's always exceptions. But you, as far as it being fatal to you, that's a small percentage of people. And inside that small percentage is a high percentage of the same problems. And if you don't fall Hell into well. that category, the odds not that. See, I think this is the thing that we're misunderstanding totally. I'm not sitting here saying that COVID 19 isn't contagious and it isn't out there and people aren't getting it. What I'm saying is, but it doesn't seem to be all that dangerous. Yeah. Uh, it's dangerous to you if, you if you're in the categories that, that it affects and kills, but the flu is also dangerous to people and pneumonia is dangerous to people that are in certain categories as yeah, well. Dead is dead. Yeah, as well. And and what we have is, you know, a lot of people are getting it. Yeah, but are a lot of people dying? Not really. Uh, not 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 compared to. We hope it doesn't spike many, up. Many many, many yep. other, and it might. But still, even if it spikes up, it seems to be killing 
the overwhelming majority, always exceptions, the, the overwhelming majority is it's killing a category of people that if you're not in that category, the odds of it killing you are, all, are practically zero. So, again, back to we need to we need to look after including the mask I'm talking about of other people, sure, yeah. and we don't need to put people in that category in unnecessary danger. But healthy people can't live in a world where they continue to be quarantined and can't make a living because that creates a whole mound yeah. of other problems. Yep. Uh, so we have to learn to live with it. Have you seen the numbers, Rick, of uh, the mental health suicide issues that came from the shutdown? We're just now getting yeah. to track some of that. Mm-hmm. And you remember Trump even mentioned it, and people you know, made fun of him for saying that. But there was a lot of death tied to the lockdown because of people who already had some mental health issue that they needed to go to group session or – have be around people do you remember in the the one guy i can't remember his name out in california he was worth 550 million dollars and he jumped to his death do you remember that yeah yeah he was uh i mean you think what in the world can you have to have a problem about right and but but he had a mental issue he needed to be he needed to be social and uh and and it drove him crazy Yep, and uh, and then all the things of people who are not seeking medical treatments that they need for other things too. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Is this the real life, or is this just radio? Caught up in the landslide, they call the Rick and Bubba Show. Open your ears. Conquer all your fears and see. They're just two big boys, always on my radio. Make sure you're always up, never bored. They love to laugh, love the Lord. Anywhere the ratings go doesn't really matter to me. Seven minutes now past the hour coming to you from the broadcast plaza and teleport it is a brand new hour of rick and bubba uh, speedy the real greg burgess helmsy eddie van adler team rick and bubba all here rick and bubba interns tiny fingers tiny toes along with high steppa all earning their degree from rick and bubba university and common sense common sense is now a superpower uh, welcome back for a brand new hour. It is Bill Bubba Buzzy. Bubba, Rick, how are you? glad to be here, honored and privileged, and I am excited about talking to this young man. We've had him on the show before, but wow, he's grown up now. Bubba, you may know him best as Will Ferrell's son, Texas Ranger, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in Talladega Nights uh, way back when. He also <laughs> was, uh, uh, of course, played uh, the wimpy of all wimps uh, in Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Love uh, those movies, Fregley. Uh, and so there's also some other uh, stuff that he's done, uh, uh, the Mother's Day movie with Jennifer Aniston, uh, and he's been in, in that movie. Uh, you, you, if I go on with all of it, it it'll, it'll turn into things that we, we will never get to what we got to talk about today. Uh, but welcome back to the Rick and Bubba Show. It is Grayson Russell. Grayson. What's up? Hey, are you fired up? I'm fired up. Ready to go. Hey, look at me. I'm in a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. Grayson, how old, how old, are, you, how old are you now? 22. 22. Wow. Man. 22. 
All right, so so Grayson, we you uh, do you still where where, where is home now? Do you, do you still live in Alabama? Where you live now? So uh, I'm I'm in uh, Lodi, California, right now, just outside of Sacramento. I'm here for a few weeks, um, but home uh, for the time being is uh, Cleveland, Tennessee. So Cleveland, I just graduated Tennessee. from Lee. stuck here in Lodi again. So you're there, Lodi uh, University. Uh, we'll we'll get to to the movie, but I want to ask you about this having. Uh, a son who also is an actor, uh, and he had all these things lined up and ready to go. And you know how it is. You're doing it. You, you live from gig to gig. What's my next gig? What's my next project? And, uh, and then there's that, that when you finally reach that point and he had gotten there where you have an entire year put together that you will make a living as an actor and an actor only. And then here comes COVID-19. And then every, everything you had booked is canceled. H- how has it been for you? Because, you know, with all these – it's difficult to, to make TV shows and make movies and, and, and do plays and all that. So how, how's it been for you? Um, it was crazy for me because I was not only was I um, was I acting, but I was in my senior year of college. Wow. Too. So we, we went to spring break, uh, like the one and only time I went to spring break with my buddies. We went to Florida <laughs> uh, front end of March and came back and everything shut down. Um, and instead of going back to school to grab all my stuff, I went straight home. And uh, I was in Clanton for six weeks, and it was it was funny because me and my parents learned all to you know all live together again. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's an adjustment for all of us. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, speaking speaking uh, on your parents too, we were enjoying the empty nest. What are y'all all doing back? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, I think they're they're figuring it out um, more or less. But uh, you know, it, it was nice to be home for a while um, and and to see everybody. Uh, I think uh, I, I, I've spent some time at the lake. That's what I did. Hmm. And um, I, uh, I caught up on some R&R uh, that was much needed. Well, the movie that we're going to talk about, and we'll get into some other things, Greyhound with Tom Hanks. And because of, you know, now was this movie designed for a digital release or was it designed in the beginning to be in theaters? No, it was it was uh, every bit planned to be in theaters for a full uh, theatrical release, um, big international deal. Uh, we were originally, I mean, it is a, it's a Sony film. Um, and Apple was very gracious to take it on their streaming service so that we could, uh, you know, make it to some screens, uh, given the, the circumstances. What, what about the, how did this happen? Cause I know movies, you know, when you actually worked on it, you know, it, it was, a, it was probably a while ago before they were ever ready to go. When did you get this gig and tell us about that process when it was shot uh, and where it was shot and all so, that? Uh, I had just lost one of my dear friends who was 99, who served in the Pacific during World War II um, at the front end of January 2018. Uh, not even a month later, I auditioned for this. I ended up having the flu. Um, so I drove from uh, Lee to Atlanta because I was off school a couple of days because I had the flu. And um, I auditioned for it. And uh, Valentine's Day weekend, I was home seeing my folks. And they said, hey, uh, we need you Tuesday in Baton Rouge to start boot camp with the Navy and Marines. <laughs> Clear your schedule for 150 days. Wow. <laughs> Hello. All right. And, uh, yeah, so then I uh, I think it was funny. I had watched it as a college student. I had washed clothes that week, so I didn't bring a ton home uh, to do at the house. So I took off to Baton Rouge with, like, three pairs of clothes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we started uh, started working. So you had to go through a, a form of basic to yes. get ready to play this role. Tell, tell us about the role. What role did you get? Uh, so I was uh, I played the role of a signalman second class. So my job was to run a gigantic Morse code lamp with a with a shutter in the middle of it, um, essentially to talk between the ships without breaking radio silence. That was the whole goal was to communicate through this convoy in the Atlantic 
um, without ever having to come over the comms. Um, we started boot camp. Uh, we actually slept, ate, did the whole deal on the USS Kid, uh, which is a destroyer that was made in 1938 uh, that fought at like Okinawa during World War II. Um, but the crazy thing is, is we were trained by this guy named Dale Dye, who's a 74-year-old, three-time Purple Heart recipient. He uh, he did platoon, band of brothers, the Pacific, Thin Red Line, um, Saving Private Ryan, literally everything. Um, so we were in some fantastic company. Uh, when we went through basic. So did you learn Morse code? I did. I did. I learned the whole deal. Uh, it, was, it was just easier to learn the whole thing than try to memorize, you know, 130 something characters of dots and dashes. So the big Makes question, uh, you know, you've gotten to work before, so it's not even as a child, you were on the same movie set of some really big names, but Tom Hanks, that that's, that that's not a big name. That's a huge name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, t- that, tell us about that. Big, yeah, that, that's the name that I never even dreamed of working with because that's just not even something that I thought was was anywhere near possible or plausible. Um, he was the most least intimidating person I've ever worked with in my life. Um, and, and I've been blessed to work with, with a lot of fantastic people and a lot of fantastic people that he has also worked with. Um, so we always had something to talk about. Um, but, I mean, my whole job for two months was standing from here to the wall from Tom Hanks screaming at him and him screaming at me and, us, you know, jumping and shaking and running from stuff blowing up. And um, we had a fantastic time. I ended up watching it last night at, uh, at midnight when it came on, and it was crazy because for two months we stared at a green screen um, because we weren't in the middle of the North Atlantic. At, at best, we were docked on the Mississippi River. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so instead of, you know, U-boats, we were staring at mud. Um, but, uh, it was fantastic to, to, to get to actually see what we were supposed to be looking at. Grayson, this has to just be surreal for you because I mean, oh. by all accounts, I mean, you have made it in the movie business and a lot of people want that and try to do that. And you've already been with a lot of big stars, but as Rick was saying to be with Tom Hanks now, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that it doesn't get any bigger. We were working the, the first week, um, doing rehearsals. And the thing about Tom is that out of the court, probably 20 guys there. And these are guys that range from Stephen Graham, who just did the Irishman to Rob Morgan, who just did uh, just mercy with Jamie Foxx. Um, Tom never assumed that you had never worked before. He never assumed that this was your first project. He never assumed that you were a rookie. And um, most of my stuff, all my stuff is with Tom all on major pieces. And uh, we're talking and uh, we're just talking about different things. And um, Talladega Nights happened to come up because that was my first film. We were were talking about it with Michael Clark Duncan, who worked with him on Green Mile. And uh, he said, oh, man, I was watching that last week. And that was easily one of the most humbling experiences for me. Um, Because because at dinner that night, he was talking. like, hey, you know, the little redheaded kid from Talladega Nights is on this movie. And that, and that is no different. I mean, than than you know, Bill Belichick or Nick Saban saying, "Hey, I, I you know, I watched your highlight reel last week." That's, I know. I mean, that's all the good Lord. That's nothing that that is of my own doing or of my own power. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's easily the most humbling experience I've ever had. In yeah. Any anytime Tom Hanks says, "Wait a minute, you're a Texas Ranger." Right? Yeah, 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 from, yeah. Yeah. That. Well, I, I want to come back and ask you some questions now. If you want to see it, it's, it it was available as of midnight last night. That's the beauty of the streaming services. You can now go watch it whenever you want to. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's based on the novel The Good Shepherd, uh, and this is we'll, we'll talk more about that when we come back. It's called Greyhound with Tom Hanks, uh, and uh, it's it, it's a World War II movie uh, about uh, you know trying to go out and, and do battle against uh, which were, they were dreaded all over the world, the Nazi U-boats, and uh, as they were called, the Wolf Pack. And we'll come back and talk to Grace, uh, Grace and Russell about it. I want to ask you about this green screen world. 
because it's one thing to act when everything around you looks and feels the way it really is. It's another thing to pretend something's happening that you can't see. So uh, I, I want to ask you about that experience and, and more questions the guys may have for you. So it's available now on Apple TV Plus. Greyhound, go out and get it. You'll love it. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes now past the hour. Uh, the movie is Greyhound. Uh, it is available on Apple TV Plus. A World War II movie uh, that um, chronicles the first few weeks of the Battle of the Atlantic uh, as Keeling, uh, who is Tom Hanks' place, uh, tries to protect supplies and troop ships from droves of the Nazi U-boats. And uh, you'll see in the film, working alongside, uh, you know, uh, Captain Ernest Krauss. Uh, you will see our, our own Grayson Russell, uh, who plays the, the role of sing, uh, signalman second class aboard the USS Keeling. And uh, so um, it's Tom Hanks and it's Grayson. Uh, so what, what, yeah, what a cool opportunity. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Grayson, how, how do you like the serious roles versus comedy? You know, it's funny. I've, I've done a handful of serious roles, but it, but as you guys know, comedy is my background, um, and which I which I've got the timing for. So it's funny. You just you take everything that you would normally push out externally for comedy, and it's all internal. You, you work it all through uh through your eyes, and that's the uh, that's where the intensity's at. And that's the thing. Tom is is the best of the best. Is, is just to be able to stand there and watch his wheels turn. That was that was amazing. That was that was a question. We we're going to ask you about the set and the green screen. You were telling some stuff in the break that's cool, but I do want to ask you this because in any field, you want to learn from those that have already been put in that master class. And I know that's very popular on YouTube now. This master class thing where you go and learn things from different people. Um, what did you learn, or what did Tom Hanks teach you that you took away from this experience? Um. It's funny. One of the one of the things one of the things he does is um, <laughs> he says, "Hey, to, to get up here, all you got to do is look. Just just know your stuff. Show up on time." He said, and "That's and, 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 and that's it." And you're sitting there going, "You know, you're you're thinking, all right, well, I need the, the answer to all of life's questions from Tom Hanks." He's like, "Hey, know your stuff and show up on time, and everything else will fall into place." Um, and he was very very gracious. Um, and hey, he was always on time, and he always knew his stuff. And it was funny because three quarters of all the film's dialogue is all um, Navy terms. It's a lot of you know full left rudder and starboard slow astern, and a lot of stuff that, that would be gibberish to um, everybody else. But man, when you're doing that and you're having to hit multiple eye lines as this imaginary ship that you're on is moving, which it's not, which means that everything you're looking at is moving, even though you're not looking at anything because it's a green screen. Um, and then at times all of us have to be looking at the same thing, it, which may or may not actually be there as a physical object. Uh, so that was crazy to just, you, you walk in and not only are you hitting physical marks, um, but you're having to hit all the imaginary ones too. Um, that, you know, we had no idea what any of these, these U-boats, these German subs were going to look like um, or, or even the ships that we're communicating with. Um, we had no idea what any of it was going to look like. Um, so that was crazy just to sit down last night and, and cut it on and actually see the grand scope of what we were actually able uh, to do. So, so when but, you say yeah. know your stuff, you mean know your lines. Know your lines and be, your lines, on, time. Which, be on time. Know, know, know your lines, know, know your background, know um, obviously what you're going to be doing that day, um, but know what you're being a part of. I mean, for us, we had a full-out 
briefing and debriefing with the, the Navy and Marines as to what we were about to do. Um, because not only are we are we here to make it, you know, a, a World War II action piece. I mean, we're representing um, for, you know, lack of a, a better maybe concept, the, the greatest generation here. Mm-hmm. Uh, because on that ship that we were working on, 30 men were killed at Okinawa. And so not only are you are you carrying, you know, this this story, but also, I mean, you've got people to represent. Um, and you need to do this to, to the best of your abilities. So basically he said the number one thing is going to help you be a pro. Be a pro. Be a pro. <laughs> and it, and it, you know what? It must mean a lot of people are not. Well, it does. <laughs> well, and you were telling us you didn't have any idea that there's about 20 people that make up the cast, about 20 people who you're going to be prominent in the film uh, to some degree. And you said you found out that they pulled from a pool of about 7,000 people? About 7,000. Yeah, somewhere somewhere wow. up in there. So whatever whatever that percentage is, 20 out of 7,000. <laughs> Um, we, we made it. <laughs> I, want, I did it. Yeah, well, that, good job, because you know what? Uh, we all say this all the time. You can have people like agents, and you may have some people you know, and going forward, now that you made a connection with Tom Hanks even, people can get you the opportunity, but you got to nail the audition. Yeah. And can't nobody do the audition for you. Okay, and nobody can go do the job once you're there to the point that people want to keep you. Yeah, I mean, that's all, the, that's all the good Lord that I was even able to, to be a part of that um, project, because that was – that was wild, and, and and you'll 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 see it when it crosses the screen. Did it blow your mind? Because this, you were telling us in the break they wanted to simulate the movement of the ship, but you're not really on a moving ship. You're actually on what a platform. Yeah, so we were we were mainly on on more or less. It's called a gimbal. It's a platform on a big hydraulic motor about twenty feet up in the air. So the set is moving under you, um, and it's set to match the virtual background that's going on um, with all the CGI. But obviously, we can't see that. Uh, there was a guy on set who was one of the big visual effects guys who had an iPad and, and you would set the iPad and you could look around through this iPad and you could actually see where the ships would be um, because a lot of my job was to communicate between them. Um, we were either there or we were on the actual USS Kidd, um, which is which is a ship uh, that's docked in the, in the uh, on the Mississippi and Baton Rouge. And when we were filming on that, that was wild because we had 70 some odd extras all in period gear. I mean, I'm wearing a steel helmet that was made in 1941 for World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wearing uh, my, my jeans, my shirt, my dungaree shirt, my wool overalls, my wool overcoat, my uh, K-Pog life jacket. I look like a Michelin man. And then I've got this helmet on. And, um, you know, of course, we're all soaked down. So I, I think I was carrying like 20 pounds worth of stuff, just, just walking around for 15, 16 hours a day. Um, but we had a blast because you're there and all the guns are going off and you're doing your deal and you're jumping and screaming and shouting. And then Tom Hanks is jumping and screaming and shouting. And you can reach out and poke him. Um, and then you're surrounded by 70 some odd guys doing the exact same thing. And it's the closest thing to actually being there that you're going to get. And, and that was- that, that's a while. That's an experience you'll, you'll, you'll never forget. It, did it blow your mind? We got about 30 seconds. Did it blow your mind when you saw what it actually turned out to be post-production? Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. I was white knuckling the recliner the whole time. Because <laughs> that's the thing is we never knew what we were seeing. Um, you know, you just had to have faith that, man, that's going to be there. And, that you know, we're giving an accurate performance for the craziness that, that we're about to endure. What about the talent of the guys that put all that post-production together? It's unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. Man. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, because we are docked on the Mississippi River <laughs> with, like, pieces of things floating by this is not the, you know, this is not negative 20 degrees you know in the atlantic on you know with 20 foot waves we're you know wow staring 
barges go by. Grayson, <laughs> thanks for joining us, and I, I, I feel pretty confident this will not be the last time we have to talk to you about no. being in a big movie. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, and we're thinking about casting you as a radio consultant in the movie Rick and Bubba. <laughs> now you're looking forward to seeing it. We'll be watching it this weekend for sure. Greyhound, it's uh, with Tom Hanks on Apple TV Plus. Uh, catch it, and you'll enjoy it this weekend. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. All right, have you gone to buyraycon.com slash Bubba yet? Uh, buyraycon.com slash Bubba. Uh, whether you're working from home these days or just working on your fitness, uh, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to. You really don't want to be hearing you know, what your family, friends, and roommates and all them listen to. If you don't, don't have uh, you know, the proper noise-canceling earbuds, and then I know what some of you are thinking. You're, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but Rick, the price on some of these things. And you're right. I mean, they can get very expensive, but not Raycon.com slash Bubba. If you go there, about about half what others are charging uh, for the same quality, uh, it's the perfect time to get a, a pair of premium wireless earbuds from Raycon.com slash Bubba. Now, here's what we love about it. As I said, first, and, and Speedy was all over this, half the price of the other premium brands that you find on the market. Uh, but they also sound just as amazing because it doesn't matter if, if you're paying less for something, it's not as good, but, but the quality is there. Uh, their everyday E25 earbuds are the best model yet. You get six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, plus a more compact design that gives you a more comfortable noise isolating fit but i may have noise isolating earbuds but if they're uncomfortable i don't like i don't yeah. wear them yeah betty wants a set of these yeah so we we can get that handled uh all you had now and you know, can't it's not just for music you know now you see this on the interviews you see on tv people use them for chats you need them for zoom yeah, yeah for zoom and and also for video chats or uh, other things that you may be doing or maybe you're going to watch you know the rick and bubba show and get on the youtube channel and binge some content this weekend well, they'll work for that, too. Uh, Raycon was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Cardi B and J.R. Smith. They've already given their full seal of approval. So if you want to get 15% off uh, this great price on the Raycon.com uh, earbuds, uh, the E25s, then you go to Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Bubba. There's also a link at RickandBubba.com right there under the Sponsors button. So a couple of things you know, we've been trying to, to figure out out there in, in this misinformation and then you have all this going on with the uh, the protest and, and and gatherings and 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 all this and what are the numbers and information and follow the signs um <laughs> here's an email i guess i don't guess you guys are on it but and, and we're hearing this a lot okay Here, here's the email and i i can't confirm this i but i don't see why this guy would email and lie about this so uh, I, I know nothing about him but it would say that what he's saying isn't true and some of you have said this before he said Again, and I do know some hospitalizations, you know, that, that number's real. The death number is certainly real to follow. Uh, my wife called to get tested at our local test center, talking about COVID-19. They're booked up today, but they said that they will schedule her for Monday. The issue is that, uh, that I'm emailing you, about, emailing you about is this. The nurse told my wife if she were to test positive, they would report our whole family as positive. And we've heard that before. And they and they said even if no one else gets sick or no one else gets it, they'll go to the number 
of new positive cases. But but why is that? Because not all families are getting it. I mean, we know several that had had it and didn't. I I know people that have been exposed to it, were certain they had it, went and got tested, and they didn't. I uh, Even someone, again, I don't know what's true and what's not true. Somebody told me, let's say you you get tested and you're positive. You're back for a retest and it's still positive. They count that again. Yeah, yeah. Well, another, I, you know I what I'm saying? That. Even saw, though you were – Well, that, that should be one. Sense. Yeah, now, you, again, I don't know if that's true. And then we, we got the email from the, the nurse that, that claims that she was sending the results, I guess, to CDC or whoever, and couldn't find out the lab was sending the same ones uh, too. They were doubling up. Now, right. again, I don't know if any of that's true. Well, again, I go back. The the number of people who have it is – I mean, that's just a number. It, it's, and who knows There's where errors from, in yeah. the system. Yeah. What we can What we can count, people in hospitals, people dying. That's yeah. right. We know our hospitals are having a surge right now, no they doubt. Are. Okay, are. the death numbers are not surging yet, and no people are going. Is this the way? Is this some oddity to this, or just do we not have that yet? Because the people in the hospital are going to have some deaths, exactly, and it will it will follow that number. Well, I don't know. To, but, well, that, but then you get it. Then you guys, get into the dying with COVID versus dying of COVID. We right, got that right. controversy too. But to the point of if you're adding tests, if you're saying five people, then the death percentage actually goes up. If you if you only have, in other words, if you've got five positive tests and one person dies, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. then okay, there's a percentage. There's another percentage if you actually do it the right way. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But no, what my yeah. argument is: if why they're counting, they give the, if they're counting like the family of this guy, it's actually going down because that's more that's, people. That's less my deaths. point. That's yeah. my point, right, yeah. Bubba. Is uh, the death percentage is not accurate if yeah. this is the way they're doing that's it because right. it that error is the more people are in counting who's got it would would drive that number down yeah, yeah. if it, you really if yeah, you're, you. what you're doing so is you're trying in whatever the motivation may be if you're trying to elevate numbers you're you're almost like <laughs> scaring people with the wrong number right you, you'd be exactly you'd, you'd be better off to say yeah the percentage of people dying is actually higher because we've got a lot of false positives out there. Exactly. But so they're not really thinking it through, are they? That's true. Yeah. But the number, the number of people who have died, is it's still low. It's low. It, yeah. it, but this this, this latest surge may take those numbers, and, and and we're acknowledging that, and they might go up. Yeah. But even when you get into that, you get into the, you know, did I die of it or did I die with it? And, and you know, and you got to think there'll be a surge a couple of weeks from the fourth. Sure. You know, big groups. Well, now, but what we can't do. What we can't do, and this is Bubba made this point earlier, and he's right. When people start talking about how do we act as the church for those of us that have a biblical worldview and, and we're being good citizens versus we will always stand for the kingdom of God above any earthly kingdom. You know, where's the balance on the going to church? Mm-hmm. And I think Bubba hit on it, and he's right. I think you do find a balance that we do use the technology. We do do our best to keep everybody safe. We try to be good citizens. But just like what we're seeing, you know, it, with the ongoing protest, um, it, you cannot say, de Blasio, you cannot say that the, the protesters can get in large groups of who knows what numbers with no limits whatsoever. Right. But the church either has to have limits or can't go at all. Now, that you can't. You can't do this arbitrarily. Yeah, and, no. and if that happens, the church would say to what, whoever is in power, no, 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 if people can gather in the streets yeah. in any number they want, we can go to church in any number we want. 
Yes. And let the people decide. Yeah, I thought we had a court ruling on that not too long ago. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. But somebody was asking earlier, where's that line about going right, to church? Right. And, and I think as long as it's it's not arbitrary, I think you know you try well, to be a good citizen. But, but it becomes arbitrary, yeah. and you're giving rights to one group and not the other that both are, be, are given the same rights by the Constitution, you can't do that. Yeah. Rick, too, and, and like I said before, I, I look at it as uh, the public health problem here is, is – like a tornado warning. Obviously, a tornado would would be in and out much quicker. But if you have a, a tornado bearing down on a building, you, you don't just meet and go. I'm just going to, you know, have. Fa-. I don't think that's wise. I think common sense plays into that too. So, um, you know, if, if if your church had burned down, it may be a period of time before you build it back up before you meet. So, I think again, there's some common sense to this. There, there's some of the population that are more vulnerable to this. That's uh, tough. I know, it's just hard for me to say. Uh, you have to be. You have to. You know. You have to be mindful of that and careful of that. But but I think the time factor is there. Are we willing to do that for six months, nine months? Right. Yes. Are we willing to do it for two years? Probably not. So and again, you have to look at what you said. There's the the Amer- being an American. Your rights here. Once a mayor starts discriminating against what group can meet and what group can't, the right to protest and religious freedom is the same. It, it's the same on the scale. You Correct. can't say one's higher than the other just because he likes it or he thinks it's politically expedient for him. Or you can't do the other, which is has nothing to do with Constitution but has everything to do with politics. You can't say a Trump rally is dangerous but a protest isn't. Right. You can't yeah. say that either. They're, right. either, they're either both dangerous which are, are, are they probably are. are. They're both not. There's a science but they, but, but to one can't yeah. be no, dangerous and the other not. Exactly. Right. There's a science to it, and you should follow the science. And when we get to the conventions, if we have them, you can't say the Democratic convention is safe, the Republican <laughs> convention is dangerous. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, you, you can't, you can't yeah. do that. Virus does not recognize politics. Yes. It does <laughs> behavior, though. And, and to me, the church, I think, protects the vulnerable, and, vulnerable. and, and the healthy can meet. Uh, you know, the, this is that thing again. That quarantining is what we do when we put sick people away from the population, not healthy people. Uh, and that's um, and again, again, the science is just hard to figure out because we, you know, we have people saying you need to wear a mask to protect everybody. I understand that, but we also have some doctors going. You're doing the worst thing you can do by wearing a mask. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Well, here's two callers saying the same thing. This is what I was warning you about. Even when you get to the deaths, right? Now right. people are saying, well, that death number's got some problems, too. Yeah. Uh, 15 minutes to the top. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ten minutes to the top of the hour. Wrapping up the hour, and for some of you, wrapping up the week. All right, a couple of things. First of all, and we, we're going to we're going to go through a couple of updates here to wrap up. Wrapping up on COVID nineteen, uh, we were talking about the different numbers and what they all mean. Terry in Alabama, Terry, thanks for holding. So we we, we can't trust the positive test rates. Uh, you 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 think you think you can trust the hospitalization numbers, but again, they don't they don't specify in that intensive care unit how much of it was already full of other people who don't have COVID for nineteen before COVID people got in there. Uh, and then the death rate, now we're saying we can't really trust these numbers either, and you would like to weigh in on that. Terry, go ahead. I don't trust the death numbers at all because I personally know of a person who um, was tested negative repeatedly, and when she died of something totally unrelated, um, they put COVID on her death certificate. 
Yeah, you know, we've no, had, I don't trust those numbers at all. Yeah, that we've had we've had doctors saying that they are the way they treat people who die with the flu versus people of the flu. The way they were told to do it with flu is much different than the way they're to- told to do it with COVID nineteen. I mean, you can go watch those interviews yourself. Uh, Andre in Montgomery, go ahead. Same topic. Yes, sir. Uh, absolutely uh, agree on that because uh, as far as counting these COVID death rates, completely wrong. They're say say I was uh, and you're, y'all are talking about suicide rates as well. Talking about. Say I commit suicide, take a bunch of pills, and shoot myself in the head. Example. Uh, then, you know, I go in the hospital. I'm on a ventilator. I support machine keeping me alive. Then I so happen just before I die, contract the coronavirus, and then I die, listed as COVID death. I'm hearing that. I, I don't know whether that particular scenario is true or not. But again, doctors have said. The numbers uh, uh, are are tainted, and they've been tainted. They said since about mid April. Once you start looking, at, and then Greg saw something, and I'm sure you know Prager. You you know they're interviewing people. It's a very level headed organization, and I've watched a lot of what they're talking about. And we were talking about how we how we're going to live with COVID nineteen. And this doctor was being interviewed, and, and he said, "Look, I'm I'm right in the middle of this. Uh, the the people that are at risk are are a small portion of society." And he's of the they should be quarantined, not the healthy. And he said that the 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 young healthy people that he's treating that have COVID nineteen, it really isn't detrimental in their life at all. That's what he was saying. And he said definitely should go back to school. He said it so it's, that we should go back to society. And, and Bubba, his, and Bubba, here's the thing: we get into agendas. Greg, you tell me if I'm wrong. He said if I have people come in that are healthy, I catch it early. I do give them hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. and they do better and they get well quicker and he had a, a pharmacy like call him and say hey why are you prescribing this yeah he's like it's not a controlled substance i can prescribe it you know, i'm a doctor i have the authority yeah you know, I have right. the, I, we've been prescribing this for 50 years but they were questioning him about it but he said it it doesn't cure you of it but right. it cuts down yeah. the length of time you have it bottom line there, he said covid19 is deadly for a small portion of our society and we should concentrate on protecting them but you can't shut down the entire economy or shut down school. These things should be allowed to go on. We have to learn to live with COVID-19. And frankly, it's not very dangerous at all to young and healthy people. It just didn't. There's another drug that we've used for a long time. There's a study out today that said they were having luck with it. We had the breathing treatment earlier I, this week. They said I saw that. Yeah. showing success. And a couple of weeks ago, they said the thing that, that you know we all get when we go to the doctor with uh, – with a seasonal cold or allergies, uh, that that helps too. So there's several things out there. I, I don't know what's the best best path. And he said, and I'm not sure the time frame this this number was taken from, but he said right now the average age of a positive test a person is 31. So the young ones are what are responsible for the surge. Yeah. So, but it's not really affecting their health hardly at all. So. Now let's go to the other thing going on, and this is all this social media cancel culture. Uh, football and all the things involved with this, concerning all the different, uh, concerning all the uh, narratives and protests that are going on, and Deshaun Jackson, uh, wide receiver for the Eagles, is found himself in the middle of controversy uh, because he decided that he would uh, retweet something involving Farrakhan, uh, and of course, I don't know if everybody knows Farrakhan is anti-Semitic. Oh, uh, and it, proud of it, and proud of it, and Deshaun Jackson uh, retweeted something. 
that basically uh, gives uh, Hitler uh, a little bit of applause for the job he did uh, trying to eradicate the Jewish people from the planet. Uh, this, rightfully so, has him in a lot of trouble. Uh, it even led to Stephen A. Smith and Mark Levin sparring about it a little bit uh, because Levin says, if we're living in the society we claim to live, if this doesn't get you fired from your job, uh, based on all the other things now that can, if you say the wrong thing, I don't know what will. Stephen A. Smith doesn't think the post uh, was wise or should have been done. He doesn't think he should be fired. Levin says, no, this is a fireable offense if you put something out like this. Uh, and so they had a little spar uh, o- over that part of it. So here's what uh, Deshaun has done now. Uh, he is now apologizing. He says, um, uh, anyone who feels I have hate towards the Jewish community took my post the wrong way. Well, it's it's not – we didn't take it the wrong way, Deshaun. Um, <laughs> Farrakhan, Farrakhan does hate the Jewish people, and you retweeted he, Farrakhan. You posted a quote. You, you posted a quote from Farrakhan, so the quote is anti-Semitic. It is. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, he says that he, uh, he, he posted a quote that he attributed to Hitler – that said uh, white Jews will blackmail America, they will extort America, their plan for world domination won't work, uh, and he uses a word we can't use anymore, uh, if the African Americans know who uh, they were. Uh, so this is the quote from the Nation of Islam leader, Louis Farrakhan, who, as we say, has a long-time history of anti-Semitic comments and a worldview. Uh, so, so he's quoting Hitler, and Sean mm-hmm. retweeted it. Right, well, he said it was on Instagram. Yeah, he put it on Instagram, and then he posted a picture re- of Farrakhan and wrote this caption. It. Yeah, and now now he's got the caption. The all, bottom line is he he. There's no way he couldn't have known. Yeah, that's what, not. Oops, what, I don't know what that meant. What he was posting now, and then he gives another statement. He said, "I post a lot of things that are sent to me. Probably shouldn't. I do not have hatred towards anyone. I really didn't realize what this passage was saying. <laughs> Hitler has caused terrible pain to Jewish people." like the pain African-Americans have suffered, you would think you would have a, some camaraderie there with the Jewish people and their plot. We should be together fighting anti-Semitism and racism. This was a mistake to post this, and I truly apologize, apologize for posting it. Sorry for any hurt I've caused. Well, here's the question. We've seen similar things be said by people, and they were told, no, unforgivable. Yeah, yeah. unforgivable. But so, see, I, I do think that he ought to be able to retract that sure. and, and go on, just like I think a lot of the other ones should. Yeah, that's that's, that's the key there. But right, Mark man, Levin, right. being yeah. a Jewish man, is trying, I think, to show Stephen A. Smith and Deshaun Jackson, this is how it feels right. when somebody may post something that you deem to be offensive and they come back and apologize. Are you going to then offer that person the same grace seem to work that, that you're wanting to be offered by me? Well, Rick, a Jewish as, man, as we can say, hate is in the eye of the beholder. It is, yep. but um, it, yeah. it's uh, and I'm I don't want to live in a society that Deshaun Jackson would be canceled for making a, a horrible mistake. But I'm afraid Deshaun is living in a culture that says you do cancel people that do what absolutely. He did. And no matter how long ago it was. So he's either going to have to change his view of this for everybody, or if he wants to be consistent, he should cancel himself. And, and the, the real struggle On here is terms. going to so be true. the balance between political correctness mm-hmm. and hate, hate speech. And freedom. And mm-hmm. freedom and the First Amendment. I don't and, know how to tell you all this. 
Wow. Deshaun Jackson has the constitutional freedom to put that post anywhere he wants. Absolutely, he does. And then people have the response, have the the freedom to respond to it any way they want to. Yeah. Uh, including if you work for a private organization that says you're not going to do that while working for us, they can fire you. Yes. I think the. Uh, but you got the right to post it. And the, the you ain't going to jail for it. The common denominator in this is social media. Yep. And how it amplifies things that used to would not have been amplified to this level. Yep. What one time you might have just talked with some people about you put out for everybody to see. Top of the hour. Bubba, Rick, and Bubba.